0: Hello, hello. I uh, hope things are going well. I know it's been a long time since you've heard from me, and uh, it definitely feels like a long time for me also, so thank you for your patience. i uh, been in the middle of a very insane month, and I'm really glad that in a few days Ramadan uh, will end. We will be able to eat and drink in the streets like normal, my schedule will return to a uh, a normal time, and uh, it seems like things will even out. So there's been a baby born. His name is Stefanos and he is healthy and happy. Uh, parents are also doing well. Uh, mom is mom is fine. Not a ton of sleep, but uh, thankfully nothing out of the ordinary right now. So. That's what we're that's what we're happy about and thankful for. And we're just excited to see a couple who is interested in raising up this child um, as a as a child of the church. So that's really, really cool. So as we have tried to encourage a culture of self-sufficiency and one of generosity, we've run into, uh, natural and normal normal issues, issues that thankfully I've been trained to to handle. I've been uh, asked to read many books uh, and articles that have given me a, a healthy perspective of what it means to give to your brother when he asks and also to, to enforce principles like if you don't work, you don't eat. And... Um, I'm so thankful for my training at the R center and at hope Because at those places I saw this in practice and now I'm able to able to um, Implement them in another culture and what I'm finding is that there are really two cultures uh, in any one place uh, where there are problems like this there is a, a universal culture of poverty and then there's a, a local culture just like any other culture. And so what we find is uh, people will say, you work too much. That's not like our culture. Or you can't be working that late. That's not in this culture. You have to be done at a certain time or um, something something along those lines. And then... Um, when we, when we hear them say, "Well, you just can't make money here. You just can't succeed here. You can't start a business here," um, then we're like, uh, you know, at the same time, you're trying to, you're trying to change your financial situation, but then you say it's your culture that holds you back. That's not unique to Africa. That's not uh, unique to any one place. That's the culture of poverty. And when somebody chooses to be more educated than his family, more educated than uh, friends, group around, uh, those people tend to feel betrayed. So uh, there's, a, there's a lot of things that come into play here as we seek to encourage self-sufficiency, as we seek to help people um, and, and maintain that generous disposition without enabling anyone and so one of the things that uh you know caused conflict this week is someone was complaining we we had provided her work and then she was complaining because that work was up and we hadn't found her new work as if that was our responsibility you know you're not going to give me money so you give me work well then you owe me work and that's just not how it goes uh we provide it when it's available but but really we want to help people be ready for work and and do well in work, and uh, use their resources and their time in a way that honors God and and shows love to uh, to their neighbors and the people around them. So that's that's a uh, when those two problems crisscross, the the don't don't offend us in our culture, but also pull us out of this culture. Um, you know, both sides on on both sides of the line need to trust the other person and. It's it's an interesting thing to experience. And again, something that anyone listening to this can experience because you don't have to travel far to find poverty. Uh, You don't have to travel far to find someone who's in need, not just in need of a few bucks, not just in need of uh, pick-me-up, but of real change. And of real change, not just in spiritual things, but also in physical things. And, and I hope that there is and continues to be that kind of help for the people who wander in to your churches and to your places. Um, you know, it, one of the things that comforts me most in those situations is knowing that this country doesn't need me uh, that my home country doesn't need me and you know they could find someone else to do this God would use someone else Uh, but in these in these decisions that require this kind of wisdom uh, I think we kinda collectively take solace in that you know we're just doing our best and God will bring the increase he will do the work. Uh, it's not up to us to figure out every situation. Is this is this right? Is this wrong? Uh, we love and we do our best. For the first time, uh, for the first time this whole month, I was able to read this morning. I I confess to not having left the house yet, and it's three thirty p.m. Uh, that is how some days off go, and sometimes that's best. So I continue to read for fuel to use in my classes because I often write Chesterton and Lewis quotations on the, on the board and ask people what it means and get their thoughts. Um, I really enjoy being able to do that. And uh, so I read and continue to uh, pull those things out. Now it's also been helpful for me to see that reading doesn't happen as much now uh, as it used to even though I probably love it more and so if you're reading this and have time to read do it because there will be a time when you don't and all you have is the ability to remember those things and you will remember them if you put the time in it's definitely worth it so I ran a field day for the classical school here that a lot of uh, my friends send their kids to. I did that two years ago with uh, my original intern group and we had a lot of fun and this year it was actually really cool to see that a lot of the same games uh, were, were in the conversation. Are you gonna play this again? Are you gonna do that again? I hadn't remembered everything but uh, I think that we kind of unintentionally started a tradition that day, and so they had played the same games the year after, and then this year they were looking forward to doing it again. And I just thought that was, that was fun, um, especially considering the, the small amount of time that we had put into planning them. But yes, we, uh, we had them strap on uh, those pillows again and do some sumo wrestling, Uh, in the yard and they we set up a game where we put watermelons and uh, playground balls in the middle of the field and the kids have to run run to the middle of the field and push the watermelon onto their side and we only had a few injuries so that was really encouraging Um, and I think those elementary kids are doing okay Um, and the field day as a whole was a lot of fun It's one of my favorite things to do. I want to encourage the teachers of the school and give them a little bit of time where they're not having to do everything. So, and I think that's what that was. So good times had by all, and I'm looking forward to doing it again uh, next year. So wanted to talk a little bit more exhaustively about Ramadan for those of you who are just curious about it. Uh, it's been a time for me where I have learned a little bit more how to cook because otherwise there's really nothing around to eat. But there are a few restaurants and coffee shops that are open, and the way you find out about them is there's a specific hashtag that you that you search uh, in Google, and then the restaurants that are open during that time uh, pop up. And there's a Facebook group of locals here who are always asking like is there a coffee shop here is there a restaurant here how early is it open um, and they board up they, they put paper on the windows of these places so no one can see who's inside and so you walk inside and it's all dark and of course the places are, are filled with smoke because they're the only places people can smoke um, and so what happens is uh, there's this this group that and I followed it, so every hour I'm just getting photos on my Facebook feed of these people who are, like, showing off their food that they're eating during Ramadan, and they feel so rebellious. Um, and, you know, I mean, they are. It's, it's uh, definitely not something that's against the law or anything. The, the government has come out in, not in support, per se, of those people, but by saying those people have rights to do what they're doing. And it would be wrong on their part to oppose it. So that's what's happening. I have not um, done much going out to coffee shops. I've done it a few times with friends, but for me, I want to show respect, especially at work, and don't want people to think that I came here to, you know, complain about complain about what they're doing. If they want to do that, that's fine. Um, but most people here think it's somewhere between 50% and 80% uh, of people who don't fast, who secretly or openly eat during the, the fasting time, especially uh, you know drinking water or having a cigarette or something like that. Mm-hmm. Another thing that can cause problems is the change in sleep schedule because Iftar happens at 7 30 and then after that they generally eat two more meals and so some of them go to bed at 3 and then their work starts at 10 or something maybe even 8 and they do half days and rush hour happens at 3 so um, everybody lacks sleep whether you try to or not um, and it's just evident. You see people arguing on the street, you know, car accidents happen way more frequently. Um, and what happens in the church is you have people who aren't fasting uh, because they want to, but they're fasting because they're with their families and it's Ramadan. And maybe they don't have the money to go get something to eat, or they don't have a way to do that uh, where it doesn't look disrespectful or whatever, but you have people who are being forced to fast. And that all kind of balled up creates a lot more personal conflict, a lot more interpersonal conflict than a normal month. So we have problems that surface, and we don't know if they're surfacing because they were building up, because it's Ramadan, or what's going on. So we kind of have this, you know, cautious, you know, patience. We don't want to treat anything um, that, that comes up or is said the exact same way as if it were said, you know, outside of Ramadan. At the same time, we can be thankful that God reveals uh, sin and he reveals problems using things that are, um, you know, external pressures so it i mean it changes the way i deal with my students it changes everything (laughs) and everything for the worse but just a few more days and it will be over and we'll be back to some kind of normal so one time my arabic tutor and i were walking late after late after iftar and he started humming the tune to the Pokemon theme song. I believe that's what happened. It was very late, and I don't remember everything. But all of a sudden, I realized that the Pokemon theme song was probably translated into every major language, and that made me curious to to hear it in Arabic. So obviously, obviously, it's not the local dialect, but um, you know, we talked through. The translation of the Arabic version and what it means in English, and then I kind of laughed at how different it was from the English words that I, for reasons I will not, I will not disclose, uh, still know. Um, but anyways, we compared the two and thought of how strange the original Japanese lyrics must have been. That those two, those two sets of lyrics, uh, sort of came from those from that one strange text. Anyways, uh, I would encourage you if you're learning a language to look up the Pokemon theme song in that language, not for the purpose of learning what they're saying, but to see the language as something that can be used cheaply, that can be used to market, that can be used in sort of a silly, senseless uh, way, because it kind of helps you It helps you see the language in context not just as something you can use to communicate your heart but as something that is used on a lower level one of my friends once told me that a guy uh, a guy once rolled out of bed and mumbled something in greek to his wife you know in koine greek Um, and that was a help as we as we sought to understand you know what koine greek was and by the way the Pokemon song is sung with lyrics in modern Greek um, And if you understand Koine Greek uh, you, can, you can pronounce along if you really wanted to But you can actually understand some of it um, Again, again, I'm not really going to disclose how I found that out or why But I would encourage all seminarians to check that out It's, a, it's an experience for sure So that's all I have for you. Uh, Thank you for listening and for praying. Please do pray for wisdom for us. Um, It's not always easy to know exactly how to handle the situations we handle, but we're having a lot of fun, and we're definitely glad to be here. So thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. And hopefully it won't be this long before you hear from me again next time. Bye for now.